Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Aloha and welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm Monica Swanson and this is episode number 14. We are really starting to cruise now, especially because last week I started adding a Friday Aloha Friday edition to the podcast. Did you catch it? I hope so. If not, you can always go back and listen. But I am trying to start um, Fridays somewhere around Fridays. I like to give myself some room in case it's not right on schedule. But I want to send you into your weekends with short and sweet episodes full of encouragement and inspiration for connecting with your families. These will be mostly solo though I've had lots of requests for my boys to join me and my boys are saying yes. So hopefully we'll have some boys on. We'll have maybe my husband join me and I think the Friday episodes are going to be a lot of fun. But today we are going back to what we've been doing on Tuesdays as we wrap up the last few chapters, topics from my book, Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Each week we're covering a different topic from the book and most of these I've been bringing on another boy mom to share from her experience or expertise on the subject. Well, today we are kind of hopping around. Sorry if you're a perfectionist out there. We're getting out of order here, but I really wanted to do this one now because I had the chance to interview my friend, Christy Clover. Christy and I are covering the topics from chapter 13, which is the second to last chapter in the book, but it's all about raising a son who values work and has some clue about money management before he leaves the home. And I wanted to share this episode today because one week from today, Christy Clover's brand new book, M-O-M, Master Organizer of Mayhem, isn't that awesome, comes out. And with that book coming out in one week, Christy has a free giveaway on her site that I don't want you to miss. So I wanted to share this episode today so you have a full week to go over, grab her free download. It is really good, you guys. She does things with excellence and she has so much um, just practical help and wisdom. She's got a YouTube channel. That girl has a lot of cool stuff going on. So I wanted to make sure you're able to get her free gift before her book launches. Now, this particular topic brings us to one that I think I hinted towards at the very beginning of this podcast, where I said, some of these things we cover are going to come more natural to you than others. And I confess that's the truth for me. Well, this brings us to the topic that I confess in my book really kind of caught me by surprise. It was when my oldest son was in his gap year, meaning he was 18. He had graduated from high school when I realized that I had not done a great job on this topic. Now, I'm all about raising boys who are workers and who value hard work, and I love all that. 
But what I hadn't done was really prepare my son well to launch into independence in the area of money management and understanding finances and all of that. I think I had kind of just assumed he had would pick it up from my husband and I, or maybe that they covered it in school. Even though we have great homeschool curriculums, I don't think they covered a whole lot of that. And I've heard from other people that most schools don't. So I felt so grateful, kind of like God gave me a second chance because it was during my son's gap year that we were able to sit down and have some really good talks about all this. And though I'm not an expert and my husband and I were able to point him in some good directions, get him some good resources. And then from there, he really took off. He's a math guy. So he found this to be such a fascinating topic. And he started studying and meeting with people. And I share some of this in my interview with Christy. And of course, you can read the full story in chapter 13 of Boy Mom. But the cool thing was, was this all kind of trickled down to the younger brothers. So now the boys who are still in the home are already starting to read the books and ask the questions and Josiah is teaching them and they're all starting to invest in their mutual funds. And so it's been a really beautiful process, something really special. I felt like it was a gift to me because I really felt like I'd kind of blown it with that first son. And again, all these topics, guys, there's going to be things that we realize sooner or later that we're just not great at. And thank God for other people who we can learn from and who can inspire us. And that's exactly what Christy Clover has for us today. She is truly all things organization, all things managing a home. She'll tell you about her family. She's got five kids and she is just crushing the mom game and her husband too. They make a great team. So I think you're going to want to take some notes. She's got a lot of practical, helpful advice and encouragement. And she's also hilarious. She is so much fun. We will tell the story of how we met in person for the first time. Well, we thought we met in person for the first time this summer, but after spending a whole evening together, realized we actually knew each other back in college. So that's a fun story. I think you'll enjoy. And, um, it's just a lot of fun um, having Christy on with me, and I'll definitely want to have her back. Hey, but before we jump into that conversation, I told you guys that I'd be reading and sharing some of your reviews over at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave ratings and reviews. I want to thank you again. I've got like, what is it, hundred and there's sorry I should have turned my phone off 169 I think ratings and reviews right now hey let's hit 200 would you help me do that that would be super cool um but I'm going to share one with you that I just loved it's a little bit long but I love the heart of it because it just captures so much of what I want this podcast to be and this is how it goes it's from Kara 6k6 that's k-a-e-6 thank you so much I'm guessing your name might be Kara K. Kara. Um, the title of it is Important and Life-Changing. She gave me five stars. Thank you so much. But this is what she says. As a mom to two boys, 10 and under, Monica's book and now podcast are producing life changes in me first and then showing in our home. Okay, I love that. I love the topics, practical day in, day out stuff, but with a solid biblical basis, filled with grace, but also practical, as she gives so many examples of how it works out in her own home. Parenting is an ever-changing journey, amen, and just when one thing gets figured out, something else pops up, and Monica discusses areas that we will continue to encounter over time with different kids, different ages, and stages. I appreciate her doing this as she has boys all over the spectrum on age and has a lot to share on many issues not just young kids stuff. She puts the end in mind for decisions we make on how to parent in the day-to-day. I also have girls and have found many helpful pieces in parenting both genders, not just my boys. Highly recommend. Bunch of exclamation points. Okay, that made my day. 
I just love it because it's everything I want this podcast to be. And it inspires me and encourages me to keep going because there's no doubt these things take some time. And especially as I'm learning and all the technology and doing my own editing for the most part, um, it definitely is, it, it takes a lot of time, but these inspire me to just keep going. If I think I'm encouraging you guys, if I'm offering you some practical help um, for especially those stages that I've already been through myself, it just is a blessing to know it's doing that. So I'll keep going, okay? So you keep leaving those ratings and reviews and tell your friends. It sounds like if you've got friends with girls, they might enjoy this too. So pass the word on and thank you again. Okay, I'm going to let you listen in to Christy and I. Everything we talk about will be linked to in our show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. And I'll say a quick goodbye at the end. But here's our conversation. Hope you enjoy. Well, hey, Christy, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, hello, Monica. It is such a joy to be on your show. Uh, this is super fun. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time, and I appreciate that you're taking the time to be with us. And, you know, probably most people know about Christy Clover. You um, are just all over the place doing so many cool things. But before we dive into the conversation I want to have today, would you tell people who you are, where you come from, and a little about yourself? Absolutely. Well, number one, I love the Lord and have been a Christian since I was about 15 years old. And number two, I'm a wife to Steve. And Steve and I have been married actually since, well, I, I was going to step in there and say we've known each other since our Pepperdine days, which you and I have a connection there. But uh -huh. we have been married for almost 22 years and we have five kids. And aside from all the family stuff, my real passion aside from my family, and I, I like to joke, like, aside from my family and coffee, <laughs> uh, <yep. laughs> is that I love encouraging uh, families, namely moms, just in their home life, in their mom life. I feel like, you know, there there's so much out there that we, is combating for our attention, and I feel like moms just are in this overwhelm like never before. So I like to encourage moms on how to simplify, um, both in home organization and just in mom life in general. Oh, yes. Boy, do we all need that. I know that so much of what you do, I just love because it's there are areas I'm not gifted in naturally. So I just cling to the things that you teach and share. So thank you for all that you do. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. And, and will you tell us a little, you've got a book coming out real soon? Yes. So my new book is called MOM, Master Organizer of Mayhem, and it's simple solutions to organize chaos and bring more joy into your home. Oh, my goodness. And don't we all need that? I just love that title. I love the cover. It is a gorgeous book. So we'll be sure to include um, notes with links to everywhere you can find Christy and especially the book. It's just darling. Oh, thank you. I know Baker did such a beautiful job of the cover. I had a really specific vision for what I wanted the cover to look like. And uh -huh. they came back with this one. I'm like, forget my ideas. That's awesome. Because the oh, Legos, it's just this colorful rainbow of Legos. And, and I've been speaking at conventions and it's been hysterical because I have this huge banner. And so people kind of stop and they look at this like rainbow circle of Legos and then they see the, you know, the MOM and their crack up because either they're like, oh my gosh, that's so perfect. We can't keep up with the Legos in the house. But I've had a few moms who are like, I hate Legos. I step on Legos. <laughs> Legos hurt me. <laughs> uh -huh. We've all been there for sure. Well, I just have to tell because it's such a funny story um, about meeting you recently, right, Christy? I have to tell yes. that story. So, oh, yes. 
So guys, this is just, it's such a small world. I recently was in California, as many of you know, for my son's surf contests and um, spent a few days at the end with my good friend, Wendy Speak, and we did a little writing retreat. And on my last night there, Wendy and I decided to go out to dinner and Wendy's like, you know, I'm going to invite Christy Clover. She's not too far away. And so I had never met Christy in person. And so Christy makes her way out and thank you again. It was a bit of a drive. So she met us for dinner and we're chatting and chatting. And um, all of a sudden, so many different things came up that it was like, you went to Pepperdine. I went to Pepperdine. And then another thing and then another thing. And pretty soon we're like, wait, we ran cross country together at Pepperdine. Oh, yeah, that was so crazy. I came home and the first thing I did, like grab my little iPhone flashlight and I'm like looking in the garage to find old yearbooks. And I found yep, you. You did. So and I was embarrassed fun. when you sent me a picture. Oh, no. Notice I didn't send you all the pictures of me because I was like, wow, like, right. <laughs> well, the, 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 the truth is I ran cross country as a fifth year senior. I graduated in December and I had been a runner through college, but I didn't join the cross country team until I was a fifth year senior. And, um, and Christy, you were a freshman, right? So you were I think much was a younger. Sophomore and... that year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, but we um we ran I'll together, and now now we are having memories of like, oh yeah, I do remember you. <laughs> I know it's so funny. And um and you married a Pepperdine basketball player, right? I did. Yeah. So he was on the basketball team, and yeah. And then you and I were both same major. Not only same. That's major, right. Like. Ran yeah. cross country, but we were both sports medicine majors. So That's just right. so crazy. Such a small world. So many things in common. Well, um, I just adore you. I had so much fun meeting you in real life. And now it's just fun to stay in touch. And I have been looking forward to this conversation because this brings us to um, the topic from my book, Boy Mom, where I'm talking about all the different things that I believe we need to equip our sons with before that day that they're ready to launch into independence. Um, I really have a heart for just equipping moms with the practical things that I think their sons need the most. And, um, you know, some of them are deeper, like faith issues or identity, but then we get to some practical things that actually also have a lot of depth and meaning. And today we're going to talk about the concept of raising sons who uh, value work and who understand money management, at least to the point that they're ready to be independent one day. And Christy, I think this is an area that I could learn a lot from you and all of our listeners could learn a lot from you too. So I'm excited. My yeah. husband, that's that's his realm, but it's it's something that we're both really passionate about. So I'm excited to talk yes. about it because it is really important. And I do want to make the little caveat because I should have mentioned it in my introduction is that I am a mom of five, but my first three kids are all boys. So I was only a boy mom for many, many years. And so now for the last eight years, I've had girls. So I've got two little girls, eight and six, but my oldest boy is 17 and then 15 and 11. Yes. So we had a very similar life for a while and then you got blessed with a couple of girls too. So you, oh, what a fun, what a fun, um, journey it must be to have a girl life after all those years of being a boy mom. <laughs> well, it's definitely different. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. different. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. At first it really threw me off cause I was I was sad. I'm like, I know how to do this boy mom thing, you know, so I thought. And then sure. God throws a girl out there. I will say diaper changes were so much easier and not as dangerous. That was the one 
funny part about having girls. I'm like, oh my gosh, look, I'm not getting paid on. <laughs> so. Totally. Oh, I could, I could imagine. Yep. Well, um, though, though this may not be your, what you write about specifically, you do talk a lot about kids helping out at home. You talk about um, just working as a family unit. And so I want to start with that because really the beginning of instilling um, in our kids, just the value of work and money management, I believe starts young. And so I'd love for you to share just some of the things you practically do as a homeschool family, as a mom to five kids, can you share just some maybe tips or things you've learned along the way about helping kids help out in the early years? Well, that is one thing that I've found overall. And I don't know if it's because we have so many kids, but for, I mean, for a long time, it's just, I just was a mom of two boys. Uh, but I really found that so many people don't think about training their kids to help out in the house. And I have friends who are still doing their teenagers laundry and they're still doing, you know, all the dishes, all the everything. And I think one thing that helped me a lot was to make that, that shift in my mind that I want to teach my kids great life skills. Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to leave our home, whether it be for college, getting married, you know, just moving out on there, whatever the Lord has for them in the future. I want them to be able to manage a home, manage an apartment, you know, be a great roommate, uh, be a great spouse, you know, yes. so whatever that looks like, I want them to be equipped with tools, you know, to do that and to not my be overwhelmed. Yeah. I love it. So, you know, a lot of it is just starting them young. And what's great with starting kids young and helping out is that they think it's fun. Mm -hmm. And so- yep. One of the tips that I like to share with people is that the best way to help if you are a mom with little kids and even, even the big ones, I think one of the most important things in getting them to help around the house is making sure that you have the right tools for the right job. Mm. It is really, I mean, you know, you're not going to be like, hey, go clean the toilets. Your kid's going to look at you being like, yeah, whatever. But <laughs> if you have fun, you know, rubber gloves and you get them all the right tools and you're like, okay, this is how we're going to attack this. You know, uh, granted, that's a really crazy way of looking at it. No, I actually <laughs> love that. The toilet. But, you know, there, there are definitely ways to get them to do things easier. Like we have a cordless vacuum and like my kids fight over who gets to vacuum. Yeah. It's hysterical. Uh -huh. We finally and, got one. I agree. Yeah. It's so much fun. <laughs> and so just finding tools like that, um, you know, get, having the right products and having all those tools in the right place. So we keep, you know, bathroom supplies under the bathroom sinks. We keep, you know, under, you know, in the kitchen, we have supplies for them to use. But in the laundry room, I have what I call a bucket and it's a bucket list that I keep handy. Uh, um, but my little, my bucket list is the list of things that make, I make sure in the bucket and the bucket has all the supplies they need. It has like a basic house cleaner um, that's safe for kids. So it's not going to be really toxic for them. Um, definitely, you know, want them to know that you don't mix bleach and ammonia, but at the same time, <laughs> I don't have either of those that they're going to be using. Um, right. And then I keep, you know, it's right next to a basket of, of rags and things like that. So I try to make things simple. I try to find tools that have multiple purposes. So we don't just keep a sponge at the sink. We also have a little brush that has soap inside. So they're just scrubbing and washing at the same time. So just taking kids through and showing them what to do and getting them started young. And my boys are really, really competent in taking care of our home. And it's amazing to see. Oh, my goodness. I am so inspired already because I think that 
what I'm not great at is that setup. Like just to take the time to, even if it, you know, you might have to spend a little bit of money getting the better tools or the products, but once you're set up, then, then everything's easier for a lifetime. So I love that. That's, I'm taking notes. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, and you know, that is actually one little fun plug I can give is that right now, depending upon when yes. people are listening, um, for the book launch for MOM, Master Organizer of Mayhem, we have a really fun bonus and it's training kids to help. And so I have a little audio and video series. It's like a little mini course mm-hmm. and I link to all of my favorite products. I give you really practical tips on how to help kids, you know, to help out around the house and kind of... You know where you might find pitfalls and where you'll have more success. So if people want to check that out, um, they can go to christyclover.com slash mombook. And that's where they can find those, that all of that yes, stuff. That is so awesome. And when I saw that that was out, I was like, oh my goodness, this is so perfect for this interview <laughs> because it's exactly what I knew you would be good at sharing about. So everyone be sure to get that. I, you're going to want the book anyway, so you might as well get that bonus. And I know it's quality. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Well, um, Then as kids grow up, um, one thing we, a lot of moms have different takes on is how to do the whole chore thing. And I know that some moms say, you know, everyone should help around the house and that's just part of being a family member. And I absolutely agree with that. Other moms think that they should give their kids allowance no matter what, just every week, they just get so much money. Um, The upside of that is, you know, we want our kids to learn to manage money, but tell me how you have learn to approach that in a balanced way. Cause I think I'm going to be taking notes from you here too. <laughs> yeah, you're adorable. <laughs> well, everyone does that. I mean, like you said, everyone has their own way of doing it in the Clover household. We don't pay our kids an allowance. However, we give them opportunities to have jobs. So for a long time, we had the, our older boys helping our girls do their laundry. Cause I am a firm believer in teaching your kids how to do their laundry, but I, was still feeling overwhelmed and like, oh my goodness, I have the girls' laundry and my laundry and, you know, Steve's laundry and all this laundry I'm trying to get done. So I paid my boys um, to take care of the girls' laundry. And what that looked like in our house, to give really practical (laughs) advice, is that they got, and don't laugh, they got $2 um, per load. So if they um, had, you know, so for each kid. So if Asha needed her laundry done, you know, Grant would start her laundry, finish it. But here's the kicker. They had to wash it, dry it, fold it, and put it away in okay. 24 hours or they don't get the $2. Okay. If it takes them 48 hours, they can get a dollar, but it still has to get put away. But after that, they get nothing. In fact, at one mm-hmm. point, I'm like, if I have to do it, I'm going to charge you. Yes, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. And oh, my goodness. all I had to say. So. Genius. That is genius. And that's a lot. Like you think $2 is a lot, but no, to do all of those things, that is so worth it in my household. Every single day. And I know at one point when we, I think it was right after we had our fourth, I had a girlfriend tell me that she had somebody come and actually fold their laundry. And so she would have all the laundry (laughs) ready. And so, and I think asking for help and getting help is great. But what I found is it was really hard for me to watch somebody else do something I knew I could do faster. And so when you're paying someone hourly and you're like, you can do it. Um, so, and that's just my little weird, no, no, you know, I don't know I if it's OCD it. or what, but, and with the kids, when they do it, I, I don't care too much about what the clothes look like when they're folded. Yeah. I don't want them rumpled and wrinkled, but if it's going to go to a, in a side of a drawer, I don't mm-hmm. care. It's, it's I'm going to close the drawer. <laughs> so, really. 
So, yeah. so what you're saying though is um, we you don't pay them just to exist in your home, right? So yeah. they don't get anything. If they you don't work, you don't get paid, right? Right. And I noticed that's what you talk about in your book is that we, and I, I love that you referenced um, the Welch book on raising kids in an entitlement world, mm. totally butchering the name of that book, but yes. it's no, no. so good. And it's so important because we do know families that their kids just get an allowance for breathing. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I mean, every family needs to pray over it because I'm not your Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> so you need to pray over it. But I do think it's important that if your kids are going to get something monetarily from you or even a reward, they need to earn it. And so yes. we have all different, you know, economy systems in our home. So our kids for their chores, like we believe we're a family, we work as a family. So this is our home and we want to use it to minister to others and to each other. So we do work together, but you know, there are perks to that. So they don't necessarily get money for that, um, mm -hmm. for doing just their normal chores. Uh, but we do try to find ways to incentivize them, especially when they're little, little kids sometimes need like a sticker chart or something sure. to yes. get them to like, Oh, you know, check Mark, I've done this. And sometimes it's as easy. The reward is as easy as fill this sticker chart and we're going to go get frozen yogurt and they all get excited about that. So totally. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yes. I mean, it does take a little organization on the mom's part and that's where I'm lacking and I can learn from you because I think just staying on your game can be really challenging. But again, once you have that system in place, then it takes a lot of stress off the day to day. Oh, yeah. And, oh. you know, the other thing you had mentioned is managing money and you know, so we, we give our kids opportunities. So right now the older boys aren't getting paid for laundry, but they are getting paid to teach the younger kids piano lessons because they went through years of piano lessons. Right. So now they have to weekly do piano lessons with each of our three younger kids. And so we kind of divided that up, okay. but they also have other little opportunities that we'll find for them. So right now my older two boys will sometimes do work within my business and, you know, and we'll find other opportunities. So they've done baby babysitting, they've done pet sitting, they've done all kinds of stuff. And our older boys are actually looking for work outside the house right now as well. So sure. it's important to, to really instill that work ethic in them and to help them even in the house. So if they are asked to do the dishes, part of that is wiping down the counter, looking mm -hmm. behind you, wiping down the table. And granted, that is something we remind them of constantly. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, that is it is that we want them to be hard, diligent workers who do look for other things. We want them to be intentional about making sure they've done the job, done it well and exceeded expectations. Sure. And when they are making money, we always want them to make sure that they understand the importance of tithing and, you know, making sure they have enough money for gifts. We give gifts to each other for birthdays and Christmas. And so everybody, you know, uses their money to do that. Um, you know, we help the little people with that. Uh, but we just want to make sure that they're not just only thinking about themselves. Like, great, uh -huh. I made a hundred dollars. I get to go buy those AirPods. Done. Sure. Yes. Empty the bank account. Um, even though my husband is as financially savvy as he is, he always laughs. He's like, when I was a kid, money would burn hole and holes in my pocket. So, mm -hmm. you know, yep. you can grow out of it. So if you have that child who just cannot, like, I've got two pennies, I can buy something with that. You know, uh -huh. <laughs> so there's hope. <laughs> Definitely. And so do you have a system for that when they're young? Do you use envelopes? Do you have jars or do you tell me how you kind of set them up for success? You know, we really probably should have had a system. <laughs> <laughs> 
more than anything. No, it was just one of those things where we would talk to them about um, tithing. And really, when they're little, that's what we're looking at. So they would have a wallet or a jar or something they would put their money in. And so we would just, if we knew they did a job, then we'd say, okay, so what are we going to get back to the Lord? And so we'd make sure that they were tithing on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one thing that was actually really interesting is that, you know, we are, you know, we love tithing. I think tithing is really important, but we do a lot of things online. And, you know, when they pass the basket around or they talk about things we've been, to, you know, we've been in different churches that do it differently. Sure, but sure. one time our kids are so funny. They're like, you never put money in the you basket. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, we should show you like we give online. And so like we were yeah. <laughs> explaining yeah. to them and. But that is one thing that I think is really powerful. If you really want to teach your kids about money, help them to understand that 100% of the money they make and the money they're given is not theirs. It is 100% the Lord's. And everything you do with your money is a reflection of your faith. And Billy Graham actually has a quote about that, about like, if you want to see the status of someone's heart or the, you know, the, the circumstances of their heart, look at their checkbook. And it's really important for our kids to understand that like we can trust God, not just that 10% that the Bible talks about with tithing, we can trust him with all of it. And so when we're being wise with the money and how we're spending it, that's a reflection of just a, our faith in the Lord, because oftentimes it's really hard to give, like, you know, especially if you're saving for something and you get paid the exact amount and then you're, you, you want to tithe, that's yep. tough, you know, yep. and you've got to trust God that he's going to provide over and above. And what's amazing to me is just throughout my life, I find that God is, um, he's always so faithful, um, both financially and, and I have, I, you know, growing up, it was my mom and I, and we had tight months and we had some great months, you know, and, and, and years. And, and even when I was single out of college, you know, for a while that you, it is tough, but you really can trust God. And I think that's one thing that a lot of Christians forget about is that that 90%, you know, like we're just talking, you know, the, the, the typical 10% tithing and it sure. doesn't have to stop there. Like, right. You know, why not give more generously? I mean, God talks about that over and over in scripture is, you know, that generous giver. He's looking at the heart. And yes. so when our heart is to give and to give generously, I find that it's not always like, oh, and look, magically, we have another, you know, check that appeared right. out of nowhere, but he will take care of our needs. And so it, it comes down to that simple verse of seek him first, seek his righteousness, seek his kingdom first, and then all these things will be added unto you. He will take care of you and it will look different. Like we've had friends who have lived with us. We've had friends just we know in in life who are on the bleeding edge, but it's uh-huh. been amazing to see how faithful God is. So maybe it's not a paycheck or a job that he is helping with, but maybe it's a friend who comes alongside and, sure. and, you know, will will help in some way or another. And as believers, that's our job too, is to be looking out for other believers and just yeah. other people in general. Yes, I love that. And and I think, again, a theme throughout my book is just that we are modeling for our kids, even when we don't realize it. So I think for your kids to see you um, showing that every day in just the practical things of life, both how you handle your money and bringing people into the home or helping people in need is just speaking more to them than really, even if we sat them down and tried to teach them all this. So that's super important. Uh, it, it is. And it's, it's hard to talk about too, because I'm like, let's talk about tithing and giving generously. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's it's tough to talk about, but I will say that God, I mean, it it's almost exciting. Like I would challenge yes. listeners, like give generously and see what God does. Like yes. he will bless your socks off. And sometimes it's blessing your socks off because you get to see the joy and the way yes. that he just used you. Totally. To work yep. in someone else's life. Like um, my friend, Trisha Goyer, she and I co-wrote Homeschooling Basics together. And yes. she always tells this story when I'm, I'm stealing her thunder. <laughs> but she tells this story when we, when we speak on that. And uh, she talks about how her daughter was saving for this missionary trip. And it was like down to the wire. And she's like, mom, I know God's going to be faithful. He's going to provide the money. We, I, no spaghetti dinners, no sending letters to anybody. I just know he's going to be faithful. And Trisha's like, are you sure? And it was like the day before. And lo and behold, the day the money was due, money, a check hit her bank account. And it was from someone who she knew back in high school, who she had helped introduce um, the Lord to. And he later became a Christian and was looking for a way to bless her. And I mean, just crazy things like that. So I mean, what is, I mean, for him as the giver, like, whoa, like that was the exact amount that God actually needed to, I mean, it's just incredible. Wow. Yes. But kids see that and that grows their faith. And then they want to be a part of such an exciting adventure. And, oh, I just, that is awesome. Great story. We'll we'll link to that. um, Well, we'll link to Trisha and to the book that you two wrote, but she's awesome. So good. So awesome. (laughs) All right. So now your, remind, what did you say your oldest is how old? He's 17. 17. And do I remember right that your husband is starting to teach some courses for homeschoolers, maybe in your area, your local homeschool group about money management, finance stuff? Is that right? Yes. Good memory. Okay, good. Well, (laughs) I I want you to tell us a little bit about that because I know for teenagers, my teenagers, their school curriculum, we homeschool as well. And, you know, they really didn't learn a lot about money management until my oldest son took his gap year. And I talk about that in my book chapter as well, that I just realized this is an area that I am not, um, I don't have a lot of background knowledge in. I'm, I love hard work. I love making my kids be a part of household chores, all the different things. But, um, my husband and I aren't, (laughs) aren't financial experts and we do our best, but I found my son during his gap year, really realizing like he was about to become an independent adult. He had to figure some things out and we were trying to decide what to do for college and we were wanting to avoid debt. And so that's when he really dug in and started learning about everything from mutual funds to the stock market. And he's always been a math guy. So he really loved it and was drawn to it. But I found that gap year was so valuable because he was really educating himself just by meeting with people that he knew were really um, had a background in this area or who had something to offer. And, and Christy, I told you before we started recording that I want my son to meet your husband because yes. I think he's so great. But um, but maybe you could just share with us a little bit about, and I know it's your husband's thing, not yours necessarily, but what are some of the principles you think teenagers need to know when it comes to this stuff? Well, you know, the well, first I'll explain that my yeah. husband, uh, he is super excited because he's going to be helping out with our co-op this year. And so he's going to be teaching a financial stewardship class to some of the high school kids who are part of our co-op. And I have been teasing him. I'm like, you realize I'm going to be in there with a video camera videoing this, right? Yes. <laughs> good. He is so good. Um, I'm like, so be on the lookout. No, I'm kidding. I have no idea what it's going to look like and all that stuff. But so he just has a passion for making sure that kids really understand the importance of financial stewardship. And so it does come back to that, you know, that 100% is the Lord's. And so what do you, you know, 
where are you giving? How are you giving generously? But then what are you doing with that other, you know, part of your money? And so, mm-hmm. um, cause we are stewards, like it's not ours. And I think so often from money to our stuff, we have to remember that everything is everything. the Lord's. Yep. And so, yeah. yes. And we have to be good stewards of that. And so, I know that he's going to be going through some crown ministry. Um, I, you know, steps we've, we're, we've never looked at Dave Ramsey's stuff. I know that uh, his, you know, everything that he does is, you know, very popular right now. And I'm sure he has a ton of great tips. Um, but Steve is really passionate about crown ministry because okay. it's so biblically based. Um, and another book that we found through the years, that's really interesting, especially for, for those kids. And it's a gift that we give to some um, graduating kids too, is a book called a cure for the common life. And that is going to be part of the curriculum that my husband's putting together for awesome. our co-op. And so that book, I think it's by Max Lucado, and it talks about how we really need to be, especially, you know, I mean, I guess you can read it as an adult, (laughs) but, you know, looking at what are things that you were passionate about when you were young and you really enjoyed doing and what are things you're passionate about now? And what does that mean for you vocationally? And um, so that those are really some of the things he wants kids to look at is like really looking at the vocation and, um, you know, and what they, where their passions lie and how can you essentially monetize that? Oh, that sounds so good. I hope you do record and we can find, I'll find that later. Cause I'd sure love for my kids to learn all of that. I know. And I wish I could tell you like the five tips that he's going to teach, but I, I, don't I know what he's doing that. <laughs> I, just, I just know the man's brilliant when it comes to all of that. And he really thinks outside the box and, um, he's, he's really great at just, you know, not only managing our money, but just like thinking of it outside of, you know, it, you know, this is our money and we're going to do this with it or whatever. It's like, really, what does the Lord like really praying about? What does the Lord yes. want us to buy? You know, and, and not that we do that with every single purchase, um, but we right. should. But, <laughs> we but really God should. Is, yeah. God well, cares about the big stuff and the little stuff. And I think he can teach us through all of it. So it's just awesome. And the younger kids start to grasp that the younger that they start to really connect those dots, the better, because then they can just miss out on a lot of the mistakes and trouble. So many young kids or young adults, I should say, encounter, because I do think that money ends up being um, the the love of money, you might say, or debt, all of the things that money can lead to. It's not money itself. Money is just, you know, a a concept or something. I think my son says, I forget what he calls it, but it's just, um, but what happens with money and what I think is such a problem now is so many college kids and young adults are getting into so much debt and it just can really start a lifetime of a pattern that can be so dangerous. And, you know, most, most divorces are blamed on to some extent financial stress. So the younger we can teach our kids and, and I just love to remind the, the everyone listening that we don't have to be experts ourselves. And even if you don't feel like it's an area you're great at, I think finding some of these resources, finding some books, just being aware and talking to your kids about it. Again, communicating about all of the things is so great because as kids get older, they understand you can say like I have to my son, listen, this isn't an area I'm great at, but I really want you to be equipped. So let's find some resources. Let's find some things we can do so that you are really ready and have wisdom. I mean, I think the book of Proverbs, I always talk about Proverbs, but that alone is like, you know, a financial guidebook to some extent, because the principles in Proverbs can really save a kid a lot of troubles too. 
Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, the Bible has so many great things to, to look at from that standpoint. And one thing that I think is really interesting that, you know, Proverbs are fabulous um, at looking at, you know, money management overall. But if you really look at the life of Solomon, here's a man mm-hmm. who, you know, God blesses the greatest, you know, most wise king ever. But his downfall was not only his um, he had multiple marriages, <laughs> but, you know, it was flaunting what he yeah. had because he yeah. gained a lot of wealth uh, because of his wisdom. And people came to him and it was when he started flaunting that ultimately led to, you know, a lot of the problems that Israel had. And so that's important also is whether you have little or you have much, it, if when you are taking on the mindset of this is the Lord's and we are going to manage this and use this to serve the Lord and to be a blessing to others, then it takes that like, this is mine. Check out my hot new car. You know, oh. like that's, you want to yes. take that out of the equation. That is so good. I was actually just in Proverbs 13 this morning and I highlighted like 10 or 15 different verses, but one I read to my boys was verse seven says, one pretends to be rich yet has nothing. Another (laughs) pretends to be poor yet has great wealth. And I love that because truly my boys look at the people that they most respect and they're like, they live such simple, humble lives. No one would know that they have great wealth. And so I think there's a millionaire next door. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yes. Super good. Well, we all want that course. And, um, and again, you know, it all starts young, even though you would think of chores as their own thing. I think that having kids help out in the home when they're young, there are just a series of steps you take as you're raising your kids pretty soon. You're talking about what work looks like as they get older and you're helping them, um, really cast a vision for what their future is going to look like and, and the value of hard work and, and then understanding that money is just part of that. And then how we steward that money. It's just, it can really be a beautiful picture if we handle it all well as parents. Oh, absolutely. And I think one thing for your listeners to kind of remember also is that, you know, we do need to remember the Proverbs that talks about foolishness is bound up in the uh, the heart of a child. And <laughs> because, you know, I think as parents, we put this huge stress in ourselves of, I have to get all these tips and tools and techniques and character values into my child or they will fail at life and I will be a failure as a parent. And we have to take that burden off of ourselves because uh-huh. you're going to have kids that are going to have to learn the hard way. So you could be like the perfect, you know, mom as far as you've got your checklist and this is how we do this. And I have taught you all these great values, but you know, it's whether or not your child is ready to embrace that. And sometimes mm-hmm. they have to learn the hard way and that's hard, yes. um, but that's oh, what so hard. we're learning as our kids are kind of, you know, getting close to that, you know, really spreading their wings stage and, you know, you'll have to tell me this when my, my son start leaving the house and I'm in uh, you know, a pool of tears <laughs> on the floor. Um, but, you know, that's it's hard because ultimately we're not raising little clones of ourselves. We're raising, no. you know, children of God and God's going to take them on an amazing adventure. And it's going to be really hard. Uh-huh. Um, watch yes. them make choices that you're like, that's not wise. You I know. taught you <laughs> everything. Yeah. And you can, you can teach them everything and they're still going to have to learn some of it on their own though. We can hope that we can help them avoid some mistakes by what we teach them and by using stories and examples. And, you know, I'm just such a believer in, in teaching through other people's stories so that we can hope that they learn a lesson through somebody else. But yep, sometimes they have to learn it on their own too. Oh yeah. Which is better to learn young. It's, you know, hard to watch your eight or nine year old miss out on something because they mishandle their money. It's another thing when they're 18 or 28. <laughs> so oh, yeah. before we wrap up, cause I don't want to keep you too long. Um, 
I want to ask you, and we'll we'll link to all of this. You're going to find so much more over on, on Christy's website about just all the things, household, raising kids, all of that. We'll be sure to make those connections, but I'm going to ask you three fun boy mom questions. Are you ready for those? I will take it. Bring it. <laughs> I think the first one's going to be like a total Christy Clover question, and that is... <laughs> I want to know one boy mom essential you can't imagine life without. This could be any area of life, but something that saves you on the daily. Okay. So this is kind of a silly answer to that, but I really think this is literally what I give to new boy moms and that's a first aid kit. And I will add to that with, with the first aid kit, you need to have butterfly bandages, which are the ones that like help to hold together, like a gaping dash, you know, gash. Um, Uh I can't not tell you how many times we have to use that. I don't know what it is, but yeah. So boys and first aid kits, so important. But on top of that too, you need a little bit of Arnica. So okay, Arnica. <laughs> for all the bruising and the soreness and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, like th- th- that's what I was, it is funny, but I would say a boy mom essential really for me. I mean, I can tell you all kinds of like handy dandy recipes and things like, I mean, like feeding them food is another yeah. boy essential, but <laughs> um, you know, th- but that's my, that, that's my pick. I go first I- aid kit. I love it because after a while you just, you know, enough trips to the ER, you're like, you know what? I think this butterfly bandage is probably enough. And you might have a little scar, but <laughs> that's oh, all right. Oh my goodness. Right. Oh. Well, and my husband, you know, is a physician and yet right. he, we have skipped many trips to the ER because he finds some super glue in the back of my cupboard that he's like, I think the super glue will do the job. <laughs> no way. Oh my yeah, goodness. For sure. Oh. It's the same thing they use. If you go to the ER and they do the glue, he said, it. it's really just super glue. Okay. Next, so this is, um, this is a fun one. What movie has your family watched the very most? I would have to say The Incredibles. We have watched that movie so many, and I'm saying Incredibles 1. Like, we've watched that so many times, Uh and that one cracks me because I find myself quoting it. Oh, (laughs) yeah. It's, like it, you know, it's that that moment. Like my favorite mom of like mom of children. Like forget sure. boy girl thing. But my 100%. favorite moment is when okay, and hopefully everyone's seen this. They know the moment, the build up. Right, right. But when she's in the cave and they're like, "But mom, you told us that." And she's like, "I know what I said. Listen to what I'm saying now." Because like, you know, she's like so <laughs> yeah. upset, but she brings it in. Like yes. in that, that moment, I'm like, "Yes." Like, nah. But like <laughs> you're trying to bring it in. Like, I know I've said that before, but listen to what I'm saying now. Right. Yeah. We all relate to that moment. Well, and also I found the Incredibles had such spiritual analogies. Like I could, I've, I mean, all over the place. That's just, I tell my boys, I'm like, you, you don't know the power you have in you. You know, you can do this. And we, we use the Incredibles on a spiritual level all the time around here. I love it. Love it. Okay. That's a good one. Now, Another one, something you've said to your sons that you never imagined would come out of your mouth. <laughs> Anything you can think of yes, as a boy a mom. Half one. I know you, you had mentioned that one. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I mean, probably the funny things is like my mom. It's usually when my mom's here that I don't realize what I'm actually saying out loud. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, but the funniest thing I think I ever said, and it, it, it was a boy moment, but the funniest yes. thing I ever said was stop licking the duck. And my mom <laughs> is in the other room and she's like, what in the world are you talking about? But they had these rubber duckies and I don't know what they had done to it, but my son would like, he just, uh, and I'm not going to say who, but he was licking this rubber ducky and it was sure. just grossing me out. And I'm like, stop yeah. licking uh-huh. the duck. 
So it's oh, I love that. And they're so oral. I mean, even my nine-year-old just sticks everything in his mouth. And yesterday I just said nothing else in the mouth today. So yep, I, I totally get that one. That is awesome. Okay, and then one thing I want to add here at the end, and I, I didn't even give you a heads up on this, but I'll bet you can pull it off. I want to know if you have one piece of advice. Your sons are getting older now. If there's a younger boy mom out there listening and you were to look back on a younger Christy Clover when you're just starting out maybe and knowing what you do now, do you have one piece of advice or wisdom that you would pass on? Mm, you know, just love him. Love him for who he is. Love him for who God's growing him to be. Be okay with the fact that he's going to be different than you. He's going to be different mm-hmm. than your husband. He's going to, he's his own person because yes. God created him unique and he is going to be, you know, yeah, he's going to be who God Perfect. created him to be. And so look for the strengths yes. and, you know, encourage, uh, not encourage weaknesses, but encourage those areas that need to be growing. Sure. In. Yes. Um, but I would just say, encourage, be his greatest cheerleader. Mm, I love that. I love that. I think it's hard because whether we realize it or not, we do kind of go into things maybe with expectations we didn't realize we had. We imagine what a personality is going right. to be like or what gifts or talents. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, this is not what I thought it was going to look like. Oh, yeah. But when you realize that this child is a child that God's handpicked for you and you are the one that can speak life into him. Love that. Oh, well, awesome. Well, before um, we go, will you just tell us all the places we can find you? And we'll be sure to link to those in the show notes as well. But tell everyone where they can head to right now if they want to track you down on social media or anywhere else. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, Well, the best place to find me for all things is going to be my website, which is christyclover.com. And that's Christy with a K and an I. So K-R-I-S-T-I, because there's like 500 million ways to spell <laughs> my name. I always love it. It's it's always unique. Like that can yes. be my name too, if you want. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah, so christyclover.com. Um, and I'm pretty much Christy Clover on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere. Nice. And for the book... The book is, you could do christyclover.com slash mom book, and that's how they can find the book. Awesome. We're going to be linking to all that and everyone you will want to grab that awesome download. It relates to what we're talking about today, her, um, her free gift if you pre-order. So make sure to get over there soon and get her free gift. I think that will be a very practical tool to use with your kids right away. Well, Christy, what a joy to have you. I could talk to you all day and I just appreciate your time. Oh, it's my pleasure. Truly my pleasure. We'll be sure to get you back on here. I think you're going to have a lot of um, wisdom to share with us for future topics about raising boys as well. Oh, thank you. Well, uh, you know, we're just, we're all learning every day. (laughs) We are. We are indeed. Well, God bless you and thank you and aloha. Oh, aloha. You take care. Well, friends, I really hope you enjoyed that conversation and I hope you picked up a few nuggets from all the good stuff that Christy shared. There is show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. Make sure to grab those links so that you can get Christy's book and her free giveaway here. If you are quick and get it before the book comes out, even if not, go over to her site because she has tons of stuff to offer. She does amazing YouTube videos. She has so many helpful things on her site. She's really a pro. So learn from 
from Christy. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of this podcast community. And please continue to spread the word to your friends. We will be back on Friday with a short and sweet Aloha Friday episode. So I hope you'll come join us then as you head into the weekend, a long weekend, right? So thanks again. God bless you. And until next time, Aloha.